everybody. Welcome to the Unsportsmanlike Podcast. Hello. So, I want you all to, uh, you know, buckle up. It's draft week. <laughs> We're excited. We got Guys two days till the draft. So, uh, this is going to be the big episode that everybody's been waiting for, our official mock drafts. Yeah, now how we're going to do this is I'm going to read mine off first, kind of stop every couple picks, kind of explain the thought process there, and then Eric's going to go and do the same thing, and yeah. We're just going to kind of play it by ear, kind of play around, see how long this one takes. Not sure if it's going to be a super long episode for you, but we're just excited to get it over with. Um, You know, we're at the point where we're so close to draft day, we just... Wanted to be here. We're ready for it. You know, let's just get this thing rolling. Um, So... If you're here, thank you. You know, the probably five to ten of you, again, that are here. We love you. You're loyal. Yep. Loyalty, uh, big thing for us. So we appreciate you guys. Um, with that, I think we uh, just go ahead and get it rolling. What do we think? All right. Let's do it. So for my mock draft, the first pick I have, obviously, the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is going to shock some people, okay? we got Trevor Lawrence going number one overall. No. Really? Come on. Everybody knows. Write it in Sharpie. Exactly. <laughs> Same with my number two pick for the New York Jets. Uh, we got Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. I'm pretty confident that's how that's going to go down. Pride of Brigham Young. All right. So number three, San Francisco, the pick they acquired from Miami via Houston. Uh, this is kind of where the draft really is going to start getting interesting because right now, People still don't have a read on where San Francisco is going to go with this pick. It's pretty wild because, uh, I mean, like you said, two days out, I mean. I've heard it's down to uh, two, I heard it's down to Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Um, listen, I think they already have their mind made up. I really do. Um, I don't know why. I mean, if it were me, I'd pick Justin Fields, but all indications say that they're not going to be doing that. So I went with Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama, three to San Francisco. Okay. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan loved Kirk Cousins when he was in Washington, and I can't emphasize that enough. And Mac's kind of a Kirk Cousins-ish quarterback, so, you know. Makes sense. That's my rationale. Number four, I have a trade, because I did do trades in my mock. Um, I have Denver trading up from nine to four to secure that they can get in on this quarterback class. And I have them taking Trey Lance Quarterback, North Dakota State. Okay. I like that. Four straight quarterbacks. I think it's going to happen. I really do. Um, unless Atlanta like really loves Kyle Pitts, which they could. If you really want to get the most value out of that pick, you either have to take a quarterback or you have to trade it. Now, again, finding suitors for a trade is always, like I said, a little easier said than done. But, um, again, that's just how I think it's going to go down. All right, so number five, very hotly contested pick here. It seems to have uh, Bengals fans and football fans in general divided whether who Cincinnati should take here, whether it be, um, I think it's, I mean, it's going to be either Penny Sewell, Kyle Pitts, or Jamar Chase. And I went with Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU. Um, you want to keep your quarterbacks happy, and if that's what Joe wants, give it to him, you know. Past couple months have proven that, you know, with the Russell Wilson situation out of Seattle, the before everything kind of took a dark turn, the Deshaun Watson situation from Houston. Um, you know, it's important to keep your quarterback happy, and if he wants his what he wants his guy from college, I'd do it. Jamar Chase is worthy of the fifth overall pick, I think. 
Alright, number six, easy choice for Miami with Kyle Pitts still on the board. Kyle Pitts, tight end Florida, obviously. Um, number seven, I have another trade, and let's hope this doesn't happen because I don't want it to happen, but I just have a funny feeling that somehow he's going to wind up. Uh, the New England Patriots trade up with Detroit to acquire the seventh pick to draft Justin Fields from Ohio State, quarterback. Um, again, I think we're all kind of hoping this doesn't happen because... It just feels like a move that's going to make the rest of the NFL pay. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Number eight, Carolina. I have them taking Penny Sewell, offensive tackle from Oregon. It's great value at eight. Number nine, this is going to come as a little bit of a surprise to people. First defensive player off the board to Atlanta from Denver. I have them taking J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina. Hmm, Okay. Uh, I don't know why, but I just, you know, Patrick Sertan's got a lot of hype, and I think Patrick Sertan has the highest floor of any corner in this draft easily. Like, it would surprise me if he didn't turn into a pretty good cornerback eventually in this league. Um, but I think some people see some higher upside in J.C. Horn, and I think some people are going to buy into that. Including myself. <laughs> so, and then number 10, Dallas, I have them taking Patrick Sertan, cornerback from Alabama. Back to back corner, um, they need defense in the worst way, and they need to shore up that secondary, and he'll go a long way towards doing that, pairing with his old uh, running mate at Alabama, Trayvon Diggs. Number 11, New York Giants. I have them taking Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman from Northwestern. Uh, Dave Gettleman loves him. What does he call him? The big hog. Big hog mollies. Yeah, he loves him, the hog mollies. <laughs> Jesus. Any chance he gets to shore up that offensive or defensive line, he's going to take. And That'd be a really solid pick. <laughs> It would, even though they took uh, Andrew Thomas and Matt Parrott last year, mm -hmm. so they have two tackles, and they have a uh, God, what's his name? They've got Will Hernandez Nate on Solder. the inside, and Nate Solder. Yeah, Which, so even if they wanted to slot him in at guard there. But you can never have too much depth on your offensive nah, you'll, line. You'll find a spot for him. Number 12, I have the Philadelphia Eagles in the trade back they got from uh, Miami via San Francisco. I have them taking Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. Um... You know, receivers still an issue, even with taking Jalen Rager in the first round last year. The Eagles receiving situation is still no better, and if you really want to, you know, build around Jalen Hurts, wouldn't hurt to get him a guy he's a little familiar with. And probably the best player on the board available at this point. Now, the Los Angeles Chargers at 13, I have them taking uh, Christian Darisaw, okay. offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. I'm sorry if that's not a pick you like. No, that's totally fine. Uh, I've seen I've seen it mocked a lot. I, you know, that's, I think that's a realistic pick. They really need to shore up that offensive line, protect Justin Herbert at all costs. Um, so I like the pick for him. 14, I have another trade that involves my own team, the Washington football team mm -hmm. from Minnesota. Again, I'm not going to try to guess what compensation would be. This is just how I see it going from stuff I hear. Uh, I have them trading up to take Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. Uh, linebacker is a huge need here. If to turn this defense from good to great, um, and Micah Parsons will go a long way to doing that. So I'd be a fan of this as long as we didn't give up too much. Number 15, Detroit, the pick they got from New England trading up. I have them taking Christian Barmore, defensive tackle from Alabama. Um, Detroit has needs all over the place, so um, I think Barmore is the best positional value here available. Number 16 at Arizona, I have Jalen Waddell, wide receiver from Alabama. Get Kyler Murray another weapon, I guess. I mean, 
I've heard I've heard connections and seen that mocked a few times, so maybe there's something there. I just went with it. Number 17, the Las Vegas Raiders. I have them taking Jeremiah Owusu Koromola, linebacker from Notre Dame. Um, they have holes all over the defense. They could go offensive line here too, but the Raiders like freak athletes, and that's what Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa is. A little small for a linebacker, but hopefully they find a way to use him. Number 18, Miami. I have them taking Quiddy Pay, edge defender from Michigan. Um, Miami needs some edge help for sure, and take the best one on the board, in my opinion, since he's staring you right in the face. Number 19, Minnesota from the Washington football team. I have them taking Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman from USC. Uh, that offensive line's a problem, so just take the best one available and plug them in. Number 20, I, in Chicago, I have them taking Caleb Farley, cornerback from Virginia Tech. Um, kind of a replacement for Kyle Fuller, who they had to cut for salary cap reasons. Um, yeah. 21, Indianapolis, I have them taking... Jason Owe, edge defender from Penn State. They could have gone offensive line here to try to replace Anthony Costanzo, but they need help on the edge, too. And uh, Owe's great value at 21, I think. 22, Tennessee, I have them taking another edge defender, Jalen Phillips from Miami. Um, guy who I think might end up being the best edge defender in this class, but, you know, it's just one of those things we'll have to wait and see. Um, 23, I have the New York Jets taking Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. Uh, they got a left tackle last year in Mekhi Becton, who turned out very well for them. So now get somebody to shore up the right side, Tevin Jenkins, and protect Zach Wilson. Uh, 24, um, not going to be a popular pick, but you keep hearing the rumblings here. I have Pittsburgh taking Najee Harris, running back from Alabama. I just I keep hearing running backs connected to Pittsburgh in the first round. So we'll see what happens. I wouldn't like the pick, but I'm just going off what an educated guess, basically, of what I think could happen. Uh, 25, Jacksonville from the Los Angeles Rams. I have them taking Trayvon Morig. Merig? I don't know how to say it. I've I'm pretty sure it's Morig. I've heard people say both. Sorry, Safe, Trayvon. Safety from TCU. Um, just acquire as much talent as possible, Jacksonville, and you'll have a good safety. Uh, 26, Cleveland. I have them taking Zayvon Collins, linebacker from Tulsa. I've, heard, I've seen that mocked a few times. I could also see uh, maybe a Jamin Davis going here, but I just went with the guy who I think is a little more polished. Even though they, um, Collins, it's still kind of a mystery to me what he'll end up playing in the NFL. 27, Baltimore. I have them taking Rashad Bateman, wide receiver, Minnesota. He said they need receiver help, so keep taking swings at it until you find the right one. Uh, 28, New Orleans, I have them taking Greg Newsom, cornerback from Northwestern. Um, again, this is, I mean, New Orleans doesn't have a ton of needs, but, you know, just, I didn't take a best player available here. It never hurts to help load up on the secondary. 29, I have Green Bay taking Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Ole Miss. Um, finally get Aaron Rodgers, his wide receiver he's been asking for for years. Maybe they'll trade up and grab a quarterback. <laughs> We'll see. Number 30, Buffalo. I have them taking Gregory Rousseau, edge from Miami. I've seen some stuff that he could maybe fall to the second round. I don't think that happens. Um, he still has a lot of physical gifts, and he had that 15-sack season in his redshirt freshman year. Somebody will take a chance on him. And Baltimore at number 31 from Kansas City. I have them taking 
Aziz Ochilari, edge defender from Georgia. I think he's a great scheme fit for Baltimore there. So I like that pick a lot. And 32 to round out the first round, I have Tampa Bay taking Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback, Florida State. Thank you. Thank you. You're too kind. Thank you. Yeah, man. I mean, it looks like looking at mine, we have a lot of kind of consensus picks without actually speaking to each other about what our mocks were. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's cool to see, you know, and it's one of those things where you don't really know until draft day what's going to happen, but I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. I think we're going to see more trades than we're actually accounting for. Uh, but then again, we did see that last year too, where everybody's like, oh, this person's going to trade up and this team's going to trade up and this team's going to trade up. And a lot of teams ended up staying pat. So it, it could be, I mean, you got a coin flip here. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's always buzz that there's going to be a ton of trades, and more times than not, it's all just smoke. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we are in the heart of smoke season. It's so. lying season, guys. Everybody's lying this time of year. Don't believe <laughs> anything you hear until it happens. Except for this podcast. We love you guys, yes. and you love us. That's so. a 100% accurate mock draft. Every pick is going to be right. Except when I do mine. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Honestly, for me... Um, like you said, that third pick is kind of going to be a weird hinge. Um, but moving on, um, Jacksonville, open and shut. Take Trevor Lawrence. Um, right it in Sharpie. Exactly. I mean, the kid is going to be phenomenal in the league. And I don't want to put lofty expectations on him because that usually turns out really well. Um, but Trevor Lawrence is one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in a long time. Sure is. And it, you don't get Urban Meyer there in Jacksonville if you don't get Trevor Lawrence. I, I think that he doesn't even take that job. That's something that we've mentioned before. Just open and shut. Take Trevor Lawrence. Don't be an idiot. Um, same with the Jets. I have them taking Zach Wilson out of Brigham Young as well. Um, the kid is special. You know, he's electric. He's got some things he needs to work on, of course, but he's going to make those Jets fans really happy. Um, at three, like you said, um, all reports indicate that they're down to Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Now, can um, I say something here please, real quick? Please. Um, I've seen some people think that that say they, they still think the 49ers are going to take Justin Fields and that they're just putting up more smoke screens. But I'm like, why would San Francisco need to put up a smoke screen? There's no risk of anybody jumping in front of them for the guy they want. None. Right. Zero percent chance. Jacksonville's not trading out of one. New York, the Jets are not trading out of two. So who are you trying to smoke out here? Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like you said, you know, they they made their mind up pretty I mean, early. I would applaud. I mean, I think they made them, their mind up when they acquired the pick. You 100%. Know, you don't give up that much, many assets without knowing what you want to do from the get-go. Exactly. I, I, everything is just smoke and mirrors at this point. I yeah. think that the pick is Mac Jones. I think that okay. I've bought into the smoke a little bit. Um, I still think that Trey Lance might be a possibility just because it does make sense from a standpoint where they've already come out publicly and said Jimmy G is our guy this yeah, but year. Yeah, also said yesterday that he might kill Jimmy G off before Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we... Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I guess we'll uh, check back in on Sunday. And Jimmy see G comes up missing. Like, <laughs> I think we know where to look. I think Matt Jones is, like you said, the perfect fit for a Shanahan offense, and the fact that I just I don't love the pick at three. I, I, mean, I can't I, stand it. I made I made it too, but I just don't like giving up that much for Matt Jones. And I mean, Kyle Kyle Shanahan. I'm not going to say that I'm smarter than him because I'm not. 
Um, they obviously see something we don't. Uh, but but uh, I just it just seems like did you have to make that seismic of a move to go up and get Mac Jones? Like that's just what is baffling to me. Uh, yeah, Maybe you got to move up a few spots, but you gave up a lot for Mac Jones. That's fair. Um, and like I said, it could it could still be Justin Fields. Like I said, that could just be a bullshit report from anybody. But I guess we'll see what happens. I think at four, honestly, Atlanta's going to take that pick. I, I personally think that with all the Julio stuff and how Julio might not be on the team anymore and all their cap issues and this, that, and the other, they're going to let Julio go probably. Um, it'll be post-June 1st due to salary reasons. But I think they just go ahead and stand pat and take Kyle Pitts. I think that, one, you got to get Matt Ryan weapons if you're committing to him as your guy. And, two, I mean, you could take a f- maybe Trey Lance there, um, maybe even Justin Fields, an Atlanta guy. I understand the salary cap issues Atlanta's facing, but if you're really trying to like win now with Matt Ryan with the time he has left, Trading Julio Jones would be seems irresponsible to me. Like That's fair. Trading, I mean, yeah, you'll get another weapon in Kyle Pitts, but you're trading away his favorite weapon. Like, guy who's been with him for 10 years now. Exactly. Um, just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, if I'm Atlanta, listen, I know Kyle Pitts is really tempting, and I wouldn't hate it if they took him, but if you can get a haul for that pick, or, I mean, if you can secure your future at quarterback, I think those are the better options. I think that's the problem, though. You know, you have Arthur Blank has come out and said, what are you talking about? Matt Ryan's our guy. You know, and obviously the owner doesn't have the last say on who gets picked. But, I mean, if you're rolling with Matt Ryan and people know that, I mean, how interesting does that fourth pick become? How many people are actually, you know, blowing up your line trying to get that fourth pick? Guess we'll see. So, again, I think that they stand pat, take Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida, um, Cincinnati at five, I agree with you there. I think Jamar Chase is the pick. I think that, you know, like you said, keep the quarterback happy. There's a lot of tackles in this draft. There's a lot of guards in this Listen, draft. With how high they're picking on day two, they'll be able to get a Sam Cosme or a Walker Little or somebody of that ilk to play tackle, and they'll do just fine. Exactly. Uh, you're not going to find a rec- Listen, you're not going to find a tackle like Penny Sewell in the second round, but... The tackle class to me is just a little deeper. It's a little more top-heavy, and you'll be able to get a good one in the second round. I 100%. Think. Um, the same could be said about probably the receivers, but not you're not going to get a Jamar Chase anywhere right. past even 10. So um, at 6, this one gets interesting because I actually have Miami taking Jalen Waddle. Okay. So they're super committed to Tua at this point. I, obviously, ahead of where I am. Obviously, they're not going to be picking, you know. Oh, I got you. They're not going to be picking a quarterback there. I think realistically they could go tackle there. Maybe they grab Panay Sewell. Um, realistically, if you're committing to Tua as your guy, it's the same argument that I have for Jamar Chase. Get him some familiar, familiarity. rather. Um, Jalen Waddle is going to be a very good weapon for somebody, and I think Miami is going to be the team that takes him. Um, yeah, they definitely traded back up to six for somebody, and guess we'll find out who. Now, seven is where we have our first trade. Um, so I literally have the exact same thing. I have New England coming on up and taking Justin Fields. Why do I, why do I feel like that's just a certainty that New England is going to wind up with Justin Fields? It just feels like it's going to happen. Why does it feel that way, though? Like, I have no I, idea. I'm not the only one feeling this. Oh, 100%. Like, I'm just feeling like that sense of dread that... Now, I remember reading a report that said if Justin Fields, you know, starts to fall, 
that they'll make some calls. A lot of teams will be making calls. Washington will be making calls. Chicago will be making calls. Sure. A lot of teams are making calls. It's just who's going to pony up the most. And I guess New England's kind of in the best position right now because they're picking the highest. I would say so. Yeah. Um, so, although, again, I wouldn't want to see that happen, Justin Fields, New England. Now, at number eight, I have another trade. Okay. I have the Chargers trading up with Carolina to move up to eight and take Panay Sewell. Back-to-back Oregon first-round picks? Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like that for L.A. Reuniting, Diego, you know. But sorry. Um, the San Diego people wouldn't like that very much. They've kind of disowned the team, but hey, you know. That's a shame. Uh, anyway, um, I like that for you guys. Um, I don't know how much you'd be giving up to get Penny Sewell, but you really need to shore up that offensive line to protect Justin Herbert, and that would help go a long way. Lots of familiarity in these picks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, moving on, we've got number nine. Trey Lance falls right into the laps of the Denver Broncos. Good for them. Um, so it's one of those things. Take the guy you want. Give, uh, give old Drew Locke some competition. As, as much as we like Drew, it's one of those things. We don't. I like Drew Locke, being, you know, that he was a Mizzou guy, he's from here. Yeah, but he's not good. But he's just not good. Give that guy some competition, maybe he shows up, maybe Trey Lance is your guy. Now, at 10, Patrick Sertan, cornerback, Alabama, I think that's all but a certainty at this point. Just feels like it. That's like the most commonly mocked pick I've seen. Now, the Giants, at 11, as much as they love their hog mollies, I think that Micah Parsons is the pick. I certainly hope not. (laughs) Fair enough. You know, it's they kind of need a, a lot of stuff. If you're looking at the Giants, could they go offensive line here? Sure. Could they go pass catcher? Sure. See, I think they want to help Daniel Jones somewhere, somehow. But it's another one of those things that I think they just take best player available at 11 as opposed to, hey, let's get a guy who can plug and play right now. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah, I mean, 11's going to be an interesting pick, too, because they can go a lot of different ways. But um, for now, pick Micah Parsons, um, linebacker out of Penn State. Philadelphia, I have taken J.C. Horn. They're, okay. They have a glaring need at corner. Fill it up real quick, J.C. Horn. They have a lot of glaring needs in That's Philadelphia. Fair. That's fair. Now, 13, Carolina, with the pick that they acquired from the Chargers. Get the guy they probably would have taken at 8 anyway, in Rashawn Slater. Good for them. Absolutely. If Rashawn Slater falls to 13, you run the pickup. Just do it. Absolutely. Now, Minnesota, standing pat at 14, taking Elijah Vera Tucker. Same pick. Different spots. Different spot. That's another one I've seen mocked pretty commonly that I think just probably seems like something that's just going to happen. Yeah, I like that pick there. And then, obviously, I've seen a lot of, like, edge rushers going there, too. Um Realistically, if we're talking glare and knee right away, Minnesota needs a line. It's it's a problem, like you said. Uh, it's hard to fill needs when you're paying your quarterback that much. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, now, at 15, Detroit, with the pick that they acquired from New England, takes the best player available in Devontae Smith, wide receiver from Alabama. Okay, I like that. I like Devontae Smith to Detroit a lot. You know, if you're going to commit to Jared Goff as your guy, you basically, you know, Got I, bet, I bet Devontae Smith doesn't like going to Detroit. Uh, well, if you know, if you're have a, a choice, if you're an NFL player, you probably don't want to go play in Detroit. I mean, that's not like a huge thing. Sorry, Lions fans. Um, Arizona. So I don't think that this is. Some people will probably see this as a reach. I personally don't. Um, I think that they go and grab Greg Newsom. 
Okay. I like the fit there. Um, I think Greg Newsom can plug in and start day one, you know, obviously alongside Byron Murphy. I think that's going to be a good tandem for them, obviously with Patrick Peterson departing from Minnesota. Sure. Uh, 17, I agree with you there. I think JOK, linebacker from Notre Dame, is going to be a Raider. I okay. think. I think if it's not him, it's going to be a linebacker, maybe even like a Jamin Davis. It just feels, again, like a classic Raiders reach, Jamin Davis at 17. Watch, look for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the JOK pick makes sense because they do have a lot of needs on that defense, and he can kind of be that off-ball linebacker that can play kind of like a hybrid safety role. Yeah, people are kind of running into the same issues that JOK that they had last year with Isaiah Simmons. Where exactly. Like, yeah, he's talented, but what the hell do you do with him? Right. At 18, with Miami's second first-round pick, they take Jalen Phillips, edge from Miami. Um, you right. had them taking Jason Owe, I believe, right? I had them taking Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay, okay. Um, although I do like the Quiddy Pay, obviously we're on the same boat with edge rushers there. That's yes. a huge need for them. Um, I think Jalen Phillips, like you said, has the highest ceiling as far as the edge rushers go in this class, and he very well could be the best. Um, why not keep him right there in Miami? Same stadium and everything. Exactly. Um, now, at 19, your Washington football team will be taking Christian Darisaw, best tackle available. Yeah. Um, I know, it's not a sexy pick, but it's a good pick. There's just nothing exciting about taking an offensive lineman in the first round. You know, you guys just got Eric Flowers back today. Especially if he's the number three offensive lineman on the board, or even number four in this case with Barry Tucker going ahead of him. There's just like nothing... I mean, it's not that it isn't a need, but there's just nothing exciting about that. Yeah, I mean, it's not a sexy pick, but again, no. Christian Darasaw is a mauler. He's going to do great things in the NFL. I have some questions about Darasaw, but I think, you know, we'll see. Like I said, I don't know if taking Flowers or picking up, bring back Flowers, Jesus, uh, bring um, kind of alters what they want to do. Maybe, I still think they might want to give Sadiq Charles a shot at left tackle, so we'll see what happens. That's fair. Now, as far as the number 20 pick, Chicago, we have the same person, um, Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech. Um, obviously, there's the question mark with the injuries, but all indicators are that he's going to be ready by training camp. Listen, nothing Chicago can do short of trading up to get a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance or something like that is going to excite their fan base even the slightest. Exactly. Like, I just feel like they're picking in no man's land. There's, like, just... Andy Dalton's your quarterback. There's just absolutely nothing exciting about the Bears' outlook right now. But that but, could change. Yeah, we'll you see. Know, what that could we'll change if they is. grab a guy like Caleb Farley and he comes in and dominates. I, I still think the Bears are one of those teams to watch on draft day that they might have a few tricks up their sleeves. So we'll see because, I mean, Ryan Pace has got to They're desperate. do something to save his job because if it goes south next year, you're not going to get another one. Exactly. Now at 21, I have Indianapolis taking Aziz Ojolari. Okay. I know that there's some injury concerns um, with Ojolari, and that's why a lot of people have him kind of slipping into the late first, like you did, um, like you had him going at what was it, 31, right? Um, so I do like that fit, like you said, um, but I think the fit is just as good in Indy, and I think that he's going to be a great player for the Colts. Um, I don't hate it. You know, pair him with Darius Leonard, the rest of that, you know, front seven. It's going to look pretty mean there. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, now, as far as Tennessee, sticking with the edge rushers, Quiddy Pay is still available. Go grab him. Um, so edge rusher out of Michigan. Tennessee needs pass rush. Why not go get the best one available still? Um, interesting, I have the New York Jets taking Najee Harris at 23. Okay. So well, didn't see that. My thought process here, 
Um, although I personally hate the pick, uh, realistically, you got to get a lot of playmakers there in New York. You already got Zach Wilson. You got your franchise quarterback. Pair him with a running back who is projected to be a very good running back in the NFL. Um, he kind of plays that hard-nosed football that you're looking for in a bigger back. Yeah, they got a lot of staff coming from San Francisco, and San Francisco does love to use their running backs. So exactly. That, wouldn't, and wouldn't shock me. That's my thought process there. And um, but going back to what we've been talking about, you know, they need offensive line help. I'm sure. Um, that could be a possibility there. They need defensive backs. That could be a possibility. But there's a lot of good guys that are still going to be available at the top of two. So we'll see how it goes. Um, now that Najee Harris is off the board, obviously Pittsburgh has to kind of alter their plans. I think they grab Tevin Jenkins, um, go and get a right side blocker. So we had those picks flip-flopped. We did, yeah. So I think, you know, offensive line is one of the biggest problems in Pittsburgh right now. It doesn't matter who your running back is if you can't protect him. Um, I think that was the problem when they had James Conner. You know, James Conner is a good back. They just didn't have the protection to bust open those holes and let him have room to run. Yeah, you got to get somebody to keep Big Ben upright. Exactly, especially if you're going to commit to him. Um, now, moving on, we've got 25, Jacksonville. Consensus here. I have them taking Trevon Morg as well. I've seen that knocked a lot. Exactly. It seems like a general consensus. The big thing there, you know, acquire as much talent as you have with the million zillion picks you have. Um, like you said, grab a good safety, shore up that's, you know, defensive secondary. Um, now, Cleveland, I also have them taking Zayvon Collins. Okay. It's another one of those things, you know, with a Jadavian Clowney signing, Miles Garrett, you know, that guy don't, won't have to necessarily be the edge rusher, but he can still be used in blitz packages um, with the size that he has. He's a great blitzer. And I think that he's going to provide more of the off-ball coverage that they're looking for without being just specifically an off-ball linebacker. Fair. So I like that pick a lot. Um, moving on, Baltimore, they need edge rush. They take Jason Oway. He's still on the boot. He's still on the board. Go grab him. Okay. Um, I like that pick a lot. I think he's a really good fit there. Yeah, if he's still there at 27, I would absolutely go grab him. He's a freak athlete. Go grab him. Sure up that defensive line. Um, New Orleans at 28 has a pretty big need at corner. Um, obviously, with some of the bigger names off the board, I think they just go pure speed. They just jump out and grab Tyson Campbell from Georgia. Uh, I've seen this mocked a couple times. I think you know Tyson Campbell is generating a lot of first-round buzz. Yeah, pretty late in the game here. Exactly. And, I mean, he was a consistent three-year starter in a very pass-heavy division or conference, so to speak. Um, big thing there, I like the Tyson Campbell fit. Green Bay, uh, I have them taking Elijah Moore from Ole Miss as well. You know, finally get Aaron Rodgers the weapon he's been looking for. I think it's a very good compliment to Devontae Adams. I also have Buffalo taking Greg Rousseau. Um, it's one of those things that they need to address. He's available. Go grab him. Um, picking at 30, like we said in the prior episode, you're not going to get one of the big blue chips. Take a shot on some guy. See if you know it pans out. All right, that takes us to 31. Baltimore, I have them taking Rashad Bateman as well, just in a different spot. Okay. Um, biggest need for that offense is obviously a true number one. Just like a middle-of-the-field wide receiver because that's where Lamar likes to throw. You need a big guy. Um, you need a guy who's going to be able to go up and make contested catches. Rashad Bateman is number one in this class for wide receivers that do that. I could see them taking him or a Terrace Marshall. Exactly. Yeah, I think uh, 
you know, if Terrace Marshall's still there towards the back end of two, which I doubt sincerely, maybe they grab him there instead of taking Rashad Bateman at 31. Maybe they take a flyer on somebody else. Um, but as of right now, that's who I have as the pick. And then to round it out, Tampa Bay will be taking Christian Barmore, defensive line from Alabama. That's a steal for them. 100%. I think Christian Barmore's inconsistency is going to have him falling down boards. I don't think that... I don't want to say that he's lazy per se, but you know the on and off switch is a big factor for me. Um, and why not you know take your talent to Tampa Bay where Bruce Arians and that culture is going to make sure that you're not turning it off. Yeah. I think it's a good fit. Strength and a strength. Exactly. All right, final episode before the draft. It's exciting, man. I mean, there's... It's exciting, but I'm ready to get it over with because I'm at the point now where I'm just tired of hearing every day there's new rumors about this and it's mostly just bullshit, but you always buy into it because it's part of the fun. <laughs> exactly. You know, and everybody's kind of all over the map as far as who's going where, but I think at the end of the day, you know, we're going to see a lot of very good players in the NFL. I think this is a really loaded class, and it'll be interesting to see how everything pans out yeah, um, I guess that's all we got for you guys today. Yeah, pretty solid. If you know, if you agree with our picks, then good for you. I'll if... post the mock drafts a little later on Twitter, and anyone can see those. That's um, at UnsportsPod on Twitter. Since UnsportsmanlikePod is too many characters. Yep, very much too much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, until next time, guys. Hey, you know the dealio. Um, so, if you enjoyed the episode, you like our mock drafts, or hell, if you hate them. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Tell them how awful we are. Tell them how great we are. Other than that, we'll see you next time.